You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Thursday podcast today, podcast tomorrow, and we're going to be diving into the all-time Pelicans team, and this is going to continue over the next week or so as we kind of look at some of these guys and see if they'll make it on this roster, and I'm working on getting a guest to come on and talk about a little bit of this as well. But before we get into all of that, there's some updates on the NBA. Will the Pelicans even make it into all of this postseason action with different scenarios being thrown out? And we'll look at that and see why it's, you know, maybe a good thing that they do. So we have got a lot to cover in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. So just a couple of quick updates on things before we dive into the meat of today's show, which is going to be looking at some of the players for this all-time Hornets, Pelicans, partially jazz roster as well. I think we'll, we'll look at some of the starters, like the no-brainers, the shoe-in guys today. I think it's pretty obvious some of the people who are going to make it on there. And I think you can kind of fill out all four of the guard spots pretty easily uh, before you really need to kind of get into some discussion about certain players, things like that. So we'll touch on that in a minute. But today's we have also or today's show, we also have updates from the league on their return to play, ideally going to be in Orlando in a Walt Disney World. And now the question becomes this, how do you make it fair, as fair as possible? And you know, if the if the goal of returning to play is to get money for the league coming in and all of that, I don't know if returning keeping things fair is the most important. It might just simply be get people back, get some games on TV, get your money, move on to next season. But the league does want to keep some sort of competitive balance, competitive fairness, whatever words you want to use, and it means. How do you figure out the final spot in the Western Conference playoff race? The East set is set. The top seven in the West is set. It's really just the Memphis Grizzlies, who have a three-and-a-half game lead over Portland and New Orleans at this point in time, which is significant, but they were about to hit their toughest part of the schedule while the Pelicans were about to hit their easiest part of the schedule. They have two games left to go. Um, you know, and Portland's still in the mix. The Kings have the same record as New Orleans does. So all of these teams are being looked at being included, including the San Antonio Spurs, maybe the Phoenix Suns as well. Really, the only teams in the West that are kind of out of it fully are the Minnesota Timberwolves. And even then, they're not mathematically eliminated, but close to it. The Minnesota Timberwolves and the Golden State Warriors, who are the only team mathematically eliminated. And over in the East, the top eight are set. Like, that's what it's going to be. You don't need to worry about that. So it's really just this one open thing. And that's what's causing a lot of issues around the league in their return to play because how do you try and make it fair for these teams? Damian Lillard came out the other day and just took a stand and said, if you don't give me enough incentive and enough reason to play, like a realistic chance to make the playoffs, I'm going to be here for all of this, but I'm not going to play. And I don't think that's what the NBA wants at all. You don't want Damian Lillard sitting out because he finds these games meaningless. Why would fans tune in to watch a Portland Trailblazers game then? If Damian Lillard's not playing because he says this is pointless, 
Why should we tune in? We shouldn't, again, unless you're just desperate for basketball, but you see the point. That's not ideal, and that's going to hurt ratings. So they need to find a way to kind of strike the balance. And a number of things have kind of been thrown out there. A play-in tournament, expanding the playoffs. Uh, people have talked about group stages like the World Cup uses. And you've also got to keep it fair to teams like the Lakers and the others that have had a very good regular season record. You don't want them to potentially get knocked out from an injury in the group stage and don't really make it into the knockout stage of the playoffs. That's not fair to them, frankly, with the work they put in for the regular season. And with the NBA, you run into people saying the regular season doesn't matter. We hear this all the time, that it's just about the playoffs. So you can't really put it build up a situation where the regular season doesn't matter even in these extraordinary circumstances and this is where things get interesting I think you'll end up seeing some teams not go to Orlando and some teams stay home and just be like you know what it's not worth it we don't we don't need this and let the teams that are somewhat in contention including the Pelicans have at least a path in it might not be an easy path and the Memphis Grizzlies might have an easier by far easier path than they would have otherwise but frankly, they were still three and a half games up. I can't say that they don't deserve that. So this seems to be the sticking point for everything. But look, getting Damian Lillard into the playoffs, getting Zion Williamson into the playoffs would certainly add something to the NBA since both those guys are big draws for people wanting to tune in and watch. Hell, Lillard in last year's playoffs was flat out awesome, including one of the more memorable winners, that walk-off half-court from the logo shot that he hit against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I think they want to find a way for these guys to get in, probably over the Memphis Grizzlies, though I don't think it really matters all that much because whoever gets in is going to lose to the Lakers in the first round or whatever it ends up being. But this is going to be the sticking point for a little bit. New Orleans wants to get in. They've said as much, and it seems they feel pretty confident that they're going to have a realistic chance at getting into this postseason. Cool. More basketball, more Zion Williamson for us, and a little bit more experience. So I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal in long term with this team. But never a bad thing. Never a bad thing to be playing more games. And so I think you'll see a way where they're going to have a not great shot at getting into the playoffs. Maybe something like 10%, 15% chance to get in if you really want to boil it down to that. But they'll have a chance. And sometimes it's all you need. So we'll start talking about the all-time roster here for the Pelicans. But before we do that, today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Look, I, I could read you all the talking points and all of that. But my simple thing for Built Bars is this. They sent us a free box. I tried them. I really liked them. I thought they all tasted really good. I liked that they were so low calorie, 170 calories or 110 calories, depending on which one you choose. Some have 20 grams of protein. Some have 15 grams of protein. And when I compared them to other bars that I would usually eat as a meal replacement for lunch, these were just flat out better. They also tasted better. And so... With the promo code locked on, where you get $10 off your first order over at BuiltBar.com, I ordered some for myself. I reordered boxes, paid my own money to get these after getting them for free. I liked them that much, and these have become my lunch every single day. I just ordered the raspberry chocolate cream, the um, the chocolate uh, caramel, or the salted caramel, and then the, the toffee almond, and they're all absolutely delicious. And if you compare them to other bars, like I said, they're just absolutely better. Look at the carbs, look at the sugar, look at the protein, look at the calories. They are amazing when it comes to this sort of thing. And they also taste good because they fr frankly flat out are like a candy bar covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They're not chalky. 
they're not going to leave your mouth dry and you don't need to worry about like chugging down a bottle of water or something to just wash out the awful taste and flavor and, you know, all, consistency, all of that stuff that you don't want in any other bar. Seriously, give them a try. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, and you'll get $10 off your first order. That's again, promo code locked on for $10 off over at builtbar.com. All right, so all-time Pelicans roster, and this is going to be a little bit fun. So it's any professional basketball, NBA basketball here in New Orleans. So this is going to cover the Jazz when they were first here before they moved to Salt Lake City. It's going to cover the Hornets and the Pelicans, even though that's kind of the same franchise. So nothing from Charlotte whatsoever, nothing from Utah, anything like that. Basically, you had to have played your part of your career here to even just count for this list. And even then... You know, it's not a hugely long list. So one or two years could potentially get you on to this all-time Pelicans roster that we're doing. And we're going to do it in the vein of the all-star rosters where you've got four guard spots. You've got six front court spots. You start two and three, basically. So two guards, three front court players are your starters. And then you get two wild cards as well for a total of 12 people on your roster. Maybe we can expand some honorable mentions and do three of those or so to round it out to 15. Like who would be the two-way guys here? I don't think the starters, particularly in the backcourt, which is what we'll focus on in this segment, is hard to figure out. Uh, you know, you get four guard spots. One of them is going to be Drew Holiday on the team. That is, there's no doubt about that, right? We're all in agreement here. The other one's going to be Chris Paul. There's no disagreement on this, right? In fact, those are probably your two starters. We don't need to, you know, officially say anything yet. But that's perfect. If you were actually trying to put out there a team, you want a guard in Chris Paul to play alongside Drew Holiday so that he can work off ball a little bit more. You want the ultimate floor general out there in Paul, the the point god as Zach Lowe has referred to him, and then Drew to go and do Drew things. They have enough three-point shooting there. I think Chris Paul's three-point shot is slow, but he's very good at it. Uh, and then Drew's can be serviceable at times. So I think those are your two guys. I don't think there's like any sort of debate about it. By the way, Chris Paul here in New Orleans averaged 18.7 points per game, 9.9 rebounds. Let's round it up. Call it 19 and 10 along with five boards. Uh, and where were his steals numbers? And 2.4 steals per game. He had that record for a long time of a steal in a game. All of those numbers are absolutely outstanding. Shot 36% from three, so it's serviceable enough. Not particularly great, but that's okay. Shot 47% from the field. Went to the free throw line five and a half times per game, hitting 85% of them. Just all around a very, very good player. We all know how good Chris Paul can be just pulling the strings of an offense. There's no question that he is in there whatsoever. As for Drew, let me pull up his numbers with New Orleans. They're also very good. 17.7 points per game. Let's round up, call it eight, 18 points per game. Seven assists alongside one and a half steals per game. He also grabs you four boards. He shoots from the field 46% uh, and 35% from deep. More volume than Chris Paul. Not amazing from there, but there's been times when he has been Pretty good, but still a little bit inconsistent. But the defense he gives you is going to be important too. And I think that's really kind of where you're looking at this with him. Uh, and we've, we just love Drew. Good dude. Good guy to have on the team. That's just the type of person. But frankly, he's the second best guard. Seven seasons here in New Orleans uh, certainly is going to get you on the all-time team roster. Now, the next guy that I think you want to put on there is pretty easy too. And I've talked about him a lot recently 
but it's going to be Pistol Pete Maravich. And this one, you know, comes from his time in New Orleans with the Jazz. And he was very, very good for this team. You don't have all the right numbers for him because a three-point line didn't really exist. But the guy um, averaged 25 points per game here in New Orleans, along with 5.6 rebounds, four... Uh, where, where the... Sorry, 5.6 assists, 4.3 rebounds. He also did this shooting 30, uh, 43% from the field. We have no idea, though, what his three-point percentage would have been. His three-point percentage career in the NBA, by the way, is 66.7. Doesn't mean a whole lot because it wasn't exactly taking a lot of attempts and it only existed for the final season of his career. But still... That's kind of cool. For his career, he was 10 of 15 from three. You can extrapolate it out a little bit. Dude would have been a really, really good three-point shooter. Coming off the bench, spacing court like that, maybe being your first guy, your sixth man ultimately, it's a pretty good guy to have. He didn't really turn the ball over a ton, though it was a little bit different in the NBA, particularly later in his career. Things got better and kept the ball moving. Good enough facilitator, amazing shooter. You know, it's, I think, a no-brainer on here, particularly because we do want to try and get as, you know, kind of the right representation from different eras on here. The fourth guard spot I don't think is really in doubt, but the more I've been thinking about it, the less certain I feel in that. And I'd put Baron Davis as your other guaranteed fourth guard on this one. But when you look at his time in New Orleans, if you were doing it as the Hornets... It's a lot easier because that's six seasons. But in New Orleans, he only played three years, a total of 135 games. By comparison, Tyreek Evans is over 200 games for New Orleans. So Baron Davis is missing about a season's worth of games on a guy like Tyreek Evans. And Evans was injured a lot, too. But it doesn't feel right to not have Baron Davis on this. And frankly, he was more impactful than Tyreek Evans was during his time here, even if it was fewer games. Average 20.2 points per game for New Orleans, seven assists, along with two steals, four rebounds, and shot, you know, 40% from the floor. So not the most efficient guy, but could be that go-to score when you absolutely needed him to do it. He was pretty good. Uh, you know, if you look at Tyreek Evans in this one, he played two, uh, 202 games for there. So 70 something more, whatever it comes to 15 points per game, 5.6 assists, a roundup call it. So 15 and six along with five boards. It's not bad. You could also maybe call him a front court guy. So maybe you could kind of fit him in elsewhere, but I think he really does fit into the guard category um, and shot not good from three, 30%. Uh, 44% from the field overall, but it just feels like Baron Davis was the right guy to have on this roster over him. But I can see the argument for Tyreek Evans. So we'll get into the front court in a second. I think that is where things get a little more interesting as you've got a couple of shoe-ins. Then it's like, wait, really? We're going to include this guy? But you don't feel bad about including that guy? But then do you include the other guy? All of that stuff. But we'll touch on that here in just a moment. But today's show also brought to you by Blinkist. You've heard me mention this a bunch because it's basically my secret weapon during this quarantine. You have more time to improve yourself, to work on self-improvement, self-development, all of those things. Those are, you know, people who get ahead in life do this constantly. Business leaders, athletes. All those people find ways to maximize everything about them, whether that's learning more, whether it's training more. You're not an athlete. You're not out on a basketball court shooting 100 jumpers a day. You've got to work out your mind. 
Blinkist is absolutely the way to do it. It's really unique and it works on your phone, your tablet, your web browser, basically anywhere there's internet. And it's gonna give you the, the key takeaways, basically like the need to know info from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes. You don't have time to read a 600 page book about marketing or other things. You can get 15 minutes and get the key takeaways from it and then immediately start using those key takeaways in your daily life and start improving your work, your personal life, whatever it is, you're able to turn it around and start putting it into practice right away. And that's what makes Blinkist absolutely great. If I have 15 minutes, I can throw on a nonfiction book, listen to it, and all of a sudden, things are a little bit better or I can start applying them to the next Zoom meeting I have because that's what we're living off of right now. They're great for your morning commute when you're gonna be back in the office or if you have a couple of minutes while you're working from home or you're spacing out during a Zoom meeting, Blinkist is absolutely a way to go about kind of making the most of your time. So with Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want, and all for just one low price. And right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA, try it free for seven days, and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com slash NBA to start your seven-day free trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. Okay, so the front court. This is where things get a little bit interesting. There's some shoe-ins, and we know this. You've got uh, Anthony Davis, who's, who's getting in. I know he's not the most likable guy right now, but if you're building an all-time Pelicans roster, a guy who played seven seasons here and averaged 24 points per game alongside 11 rebounds while shooting 52% from the field is going to get on that. He also averaged a ridiculous 2.4 blocks per game. You know, frankly, at a certain point, it's just like number of years matters on this on this franchise, and that's going to really get you in. But AD, without a doubt, is the first or second best player of all time, you know, depending on where you put Chris, Chris Paul for everything. So, yeah, Anthony Davis is getting on this. The other guy who's a shoe-in in the front court for one of the six spots is David West. Like, come on. I don't think anyone is going to disagree with that whatsoever. In eight seasons here, he averaged 16.4 points per game, seven rebounds, shooting 49% from the field. And my girlfriend's writing me a note here and says, how can you trust a guy who can't even dress himself? Uh, well, we're picking out the uniforms for him to wear. They're a Pelicans uniform, Hornets uniform. Maybe some fancy just like New Orleans basketball uniform would be good too. Uh, not a Lakers uniform. And so, okay, David West gets on. Like, we're not doubting this, right? Also averaged two assists per game, which is pretty good. Just a solid overall, you know, guy who played and did everything right. Was also lethal in the pick and pop in that mid-range game of his with Chris Paul. So reuniting that works pretty well. Um, so those are your two shoe-ins. Another guy that I'm going to call a shoe-in on this and put in the six front court guys, and we might need to cut this off here and we can continue this in tomorrow's show, is going to be a name you, you might not have heard of if you're younger. And look, I never saw this guy play in person. He was also on those jazz teams, and he only played two seasons, and that can work against you in something like this, or two seasons with the New Orleans Jazz, but that is Truck Robinson. There's a 6'7 power forward. Little undersized by today's standards, but you still probably want to have him on the bench in some capacity because the numbers he put up for his two years in New Orleans, which was 125 games, 
are flat out ridiculous. Guy averaged 23.2 points per game along with 15 rebounds. Two assists along with a block per game. Yes, give me that guy. He also got to the line seven times. Give me that guy on the roster. That is your Dennis Rodman-esque type of guy right there. That is a power forward. Maybe you can play him at three. I don't really know. i got to go back and watch more of his film, I think, a little bit. But overall, yeah, that's really, really good and really ridiculous and the type of guy that you want to have on a team. And if we're trying to be representative as much as we can of different eras of New Orleans basketball, throwing Chuck Robinson on is 23 points per game and 15 boards. Hell yeah, sign me up for that dude off of the bench because that is absolutely tremendous and really cool. So those are your three guys. And then things get a little bit interesting. I'm going to throw out a couple of names here, and we'll discuss these three on tomorrow's show, along with who else we put in there. You've got Peja Stojakovic. You probably want more of a wing-type player on this roster. I think that's an important thing to kind of keep in mind. He would fit that bill. you got P.J. McGlure, who makes a lot of sense. Um, not P.J. McGlure. Um, Jamal McGlure. There we go. And P.J. Brown make a lot of sense too. So that's three other guys. What about Tyson Chandler on arguably the best franchise team of all time? But then you look at his numbers in the little time that he played here and you're like, eh, I'm not so sure about that. What about a guy like Emeka Okafor with some longevity too? Does he make the front court when it comes to this? And also, what about some of the new guys? Brandon Ingram? I don't, I don't know. What about Zion, Lonzo Ball? Maybe those three are the more likely, most likely guys to make this roster. And it wouldn't even take a whole lot for them to kind of get onto this as at least a wild card spot. But things start to get a little bit dicey here, I think. What about Ryan Anderson? You know, a guy like that. You, maybe you make a, t- a case for Tyreek Evans for one of the wild card spots. That's when things kind of get open-ended. And that's where some of these discussions are going to get interesting that will start tomorrow and then go into next week. So that's where we're going to leave it for today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. We've got some of the shoe-ins. We've got, what, seven guys for sure on this right now in the guards and CP3, Drew, Baron Davis, Pistol Pete. You've got Anthony Davis, David West, and... Uh, truck Robinson, but then it starts to open up a little bit. And I think that's where things get really interesting. And I'm looking forward to discussing this with all of you. And let me know on Twitter at Nola Jake, if you have hard thoughts one way or the other here on any of these guys or someone I might be forgetting, because frankly, I probably will be at some point. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thanks to the sponsors, Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On. Go to Blinkist, Blinkist.com slash NBA as well. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.